When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, Killstokes here. Welcome back to the Trading Coach Podcast. Today I'm going to share with you a conversation with some expert traders, as well as talk about the difference between men and women when it comes to trading, FOMO, and just a cool conversation in general. But before we hop in, do me a favor, make sure you follow me on social media at RTM. This is where this conversation stemmed from. There's a lot of other good conversations we have over there as well. So make sure you give me a follow and that way you don't miss the daily tips that I put out. Now, I had this um, topic kind of fresh in my mind because I just recorded a podcast. Hopefully I put these things out in order, but sharing with you the story of the most profitable trading strategy that I trade it, but I couldn't actually trade it because it was a long-term trend continuation strategy and it was easier said than done and all the, the mental and psychological woes that come with doing that. So when I saw this conversation, it, it, it kind of put me right back into that mind state. And it all started with one of the quotes that I shared this morning on social media. It was a quote by one of my favorite people in trading, Denise Scholl. And the quote said, We need to create our own personal understanding slash beliefs and therefore confidence to withstand choppiness, whippetness, and the general ambiguity, ambiguity, there we go, of price action. I thought that was a a perfect follow-up because that's exactly what we were saying in the previous podcast, where it's like, if you don't 100% believe in what you're doing, if you don't have that confidence in what you're doing, it's going to be very hard to consistently do it because every time it doesn't go your way, that's the excuse you need to be like, oh, I knew it was wrong. I knew it wouldn't do this. I knew it wouldn't work. And those are just cracks that occur in your armor. And just imagine your armor of, of trading psychology being like a dam where all the negative thoughts are that water, your 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 trading psych is the dam. But once that one crack forms, it starts to slowly spread and spread and spread. And that water never slows down, right? The pressure keeps mounting against that dam and then boom, eventually it breaks. And that's kind of the, hopefully you avoid this, but the big trading meltdown that you have. And the quote that I, or I guess the, the, the text that I put along with this quote was, it said, This quote always reminds me of trend traders saying how easy it is to simply hop on a trend until it ends. So if it's that easy, do you know why we see so many failing trend traders? It's because most of them can't mentally survive the chop. And I got a reply to this saying, something that helps is placing your stop loss at the proper invalidation uh, point. This is a good fix as well. Most day traders are using stops that are too small and too close to the price action, so the chop takes on a lot more significance. And I agree with this 100%. I was having a conversation with another aspiring trader the other day on, I think it was Instagram or Facebook, and they were asking me uh, about risk reward, and they say, hey, Keel, do you always take a two to one risk reward? And my answer was no, I, I don't always take a two to one risk reward. And, and, and personally, I am against the, I am against, unless it's specific to your strategy, I mean, your strategy is developed this way, the, the you know, it's tested this way and whatnot, but in general price action trading, we're not talking anything mechanical, I am against taking any type of set risk reward. I believe that 
the risk reward is going to be dependent on the trading situation, right? Whenever we enter a trade, we just don't want to be like, oh, my stop loss goes here at this random place. And oh, because my stop loss is here, I want a two to one risk reward. So I'll make my target two times that or vice versa. I want my target here. So I'll make my risk half that, right? There's no actual reasoning for doing that aside from falling in love with the magic. Ooh, I got a two to one or I got a three to one risk reward, which we all love. I believe in purposeful placement, meaning that once we enter the trade, it's going to be, it's going to be overly simplified, trust me, but I guarantee most traders don't do this. Once we enter the trade, believe it or not, our profit target should go where we think price is most likely to go. And our stop loss should go, wait for it, wait for it, at the place where technically we price would have to go in order for the situation to be invalidated right so there should be reasoning behind these and I, and when you have reason behind these you're allowed to it, mentally it, it helps you out as a trader if price price is moving towards your target and you have it at a certain level you're no longer scared like oh my gosh i hope price gets there i hope it doesn't reverse beforehand because you have confidence in it you you're saying okay well my target profit is at this level because this is my predictive level I trust myself. I trust my analysis. This is where price should go if I'm right. And you're confident and you allow price to get there instead of doing stuff like taking stop or targets early or something like that. Same thing if your stop loss. If your stop loss is in the right place, meaning it is below a level that tells me if price goes here, I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, I should be out of the trade. Therefore, when price is doing the dance, when you're in the negative and it's bouncing around with all these weird places, nowhere near your stop loss, by the way, you're not freaked out. You're not scared because, yeah, it can do all this dance, right? You market, you could do what you want. As long as you don't cross this line, then we're then we're fine, right? It's, it's kind of like, you know, if, if someone of my... Uh, Parents always taught me, you know, don't fight unless you really, really have to. So if someone's talking trash to you, right, they can talk about you. They can make fun of your mom, right? As long as they don't touch you, then it's fine. Once you touch me, then it's on. But you can do all this other stuff. Just don't cross that line. And because of that, we have a lot more confidence in our stop loss because it's reasonably placed. So I, I love that. And I think it helps massively with the confidence of a trader. So if you're someone that's struggling with confidence and you find yourself taking targets early or, or getting freaked out when price is moving to your stop loss, ask yourself the question, is there a reason for why I have them where they are? Or are they just randomly there because of uh, a certain ratio or something I heard on the internet? Uh, Denise uh, replied to this comment saying, I used to do that. Um, I had to be the quote unquote good girl who followed the rules when I learned to have a philosophy of sorts, laugh out loud, of stops um, about where price has to go and what time frame uh, it has to go there on to say that I'm wrong. I did a lot better um, the average true range, which is my favorite indicator as well, helped. Uh, this other trader replied, said, Denise. I know trading slash finance is a male dominated industry, but given your experience working with so many traders, have you found women to be better at following the rules? One of my top students is a woman who was easy to coach and she made seven figures in less than two years. And Denise replied, generally speaking, women seem less susceptible. I can't speak today, guys. Sorry. Um, just finished the live room, another podcast and getting ready for some Champions League. But they seem less susceptible, susceptible to FOMO and less stubborn about being right. And this reminds me of a study that we did years ago on the platform and really an ongoing study that I've done for the last probably 10 or so years of my life, right? 
I was talking to Jason the other day and we, we remembered like, so when we first got into trading and, and got into trading education, um, it was a very male dominated sport, right? There weren't a lot of women in it. And we were always shocked at how many women we had over at tier one. And we used to celebrate it because we felt it was a place where I guess they felt comfortable learning and comfortable kind of being empowered to be women. It was weird. You didn't see it a lot of other places. And there's all types of reasons for that. You know, Wall Street is the good old boys and the male dominated and women should stay at home and all that fun stuff. And it was just cool to kind of be there on the front line as where, you know, as kind of times are changing. And we start to notice a little bit of the differences between coaching men and coaching women. And I did this in athletics as well. Right? I'm a track and field coach for you guys that aren't familiar. And I went from coaching a male and a female team to only a female team. And we've done a lot of research over the years at how the brain works and the difference between genders. And it doesn't surprise me that Denise would say this, that generally speaking, women are less prone to FOMO, fear of messing out and less stubborn about being right. Um, and it has to do with the differences in how we're wired and how we're wired comes from all types of other places, you know, years and years and years of stuff like that. And it could be changed, right? There are, you know, neural pathways in your brain that, you know, they're created through everything you do in life, but you have the ability to change them just as they were created before you can kind of change them for the future. So it's one of these things where it's like, Hey, I'm a product of my environment. Like I am this, I, you know, because I'm this, because my mom and dad were this, I can only be this, right? All right. I have to act this way, right? Not true at all. You can literally, you're your brain is a computer. You can literally reprogram it and do and be whatever you want. It takes time, a lot of consistent, deliberate effort, but it's 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 really cool. And I've seen that in myself over the practices that I've done over the last 10 years or so. But going back to the male-female thing, something in general with women is that women tend to think more, right? Which uh, you know could be a gift and a curse in, in, in some circumstances. I'll kind of give you both ends of the stick right here. But women tend to think more and make better decisions while males tend to make more sporadic decisions. It's one of the reasons that insurance uh, prices are higher for men than women, right? Driving in the car, we see that yellow light. We're like, ah, you know, I can just gun it and make it versus a woman who in general, again, not everyone in general, will think about the consequences and blah, 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 and make the better decision. You see it with crossing the street as well. A car is coming full speed. Like, man, I think I can, I think I can make it across before that car comes, right? Not weighing the risk reward. If I, if I, if I make it, I live and I get across, what, five seconds faster. If I don't make it, I get hit by a car and die. Where in general, a woman will probably be like, I can probably make it, but the risk reward of not making it, not work it, not worth it, I'll take my five extra seconds. And again, this is not my personal opinion. This is my experiences and this is research as well. And that would make sense with the FOMO because fear of missing out is a kind of a sporadic decision. It's an emotional decision where we don't really think about it. We're just like, oh crap, market's moving. I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it. Boom. Let me get in. Right. And we come back later and like, oh crap, like why did I get in? I didn't need to do that. If you're someone who's more analytical, if you're someone who thinks more about the, the pros and cons, the, the ways, the risks, the, the consequences, all that fun stuff, and if you're someone that is disciplined and supposed to be following your plan, your plan says, hey, you're not supposed to enter until the candle closes, you may see that candle and where your male counterpart is getting all crazy and fired up and thinking about all the profit they're missing, uh, the woman is thinking about it and saying, wait a minute, okay, I've, I've, I have my plan. My plan says, do not do this. I know what happens when I do this. I know what happens when I don't do this. The better situation is, okay, maybe I miss a few extra pips, but the safety of not getting in on a false signal outweighs the, the risk of getting in two minutes early or whatever like that. And you end up making the right decision. So it makes perfect sense. Now, on the other hand, 
what I've noticed as well is sometimes a little bit of overthinking. And this is not necessarily just women, but it could be like just an over analytical person in general, where you get kind of that paralysis analysis where you're thinking so much and you're running through so many scenarios and everything has to be perfect. And unfortunately, the market, there is no such thing as perfection that you don't actually end up pulling the trigger. And I remember working with a trader for five plus years and after five years of working with her she never executed a live trade and you know we typically say you know two years is is what it takes but you know you should start trading before that two years but in that two-year process you should be learning you should be testing you should be demoing and you should be trading live and getting that experience of kind of going through the rough patches and then boom by year two you're kind of working it out and, and hopefully you're on your way to being consistently profitable by the end of that second year this trader was at the end of the second year and even more so never ever placed a live trade and i'm not one to press because everyone's on a different timeline we're dealing with grown adults so it's like everyone's getting you know people have kids people have careers um this uh, personally this person had a few um I'm trying to say this without putting out the few um health setbacks i guess you can say so you know you never want to press the timeline because you don't know what's going on in people's lives but it got to the point where we had to had to have a conversation where we're getting message after message conversation after conversation where this person is digging for perfection in something that you can't be perfect in and i had to sit her down and be like hey you know what like at some point you got to do this at some point we have to get through this testing phase of you trying to get everything perfect it's not you have to accept that it's not going to be perfect we've got to get past this phase we've got to get you trade uh, train uh, trading excuse me um we got to get you from training to trading and then we've got to get you kind of going through your bumps and bruises of live trading because you're not going to get to the consistently profitable part until you kind of go through that weird like adolescent part that teenager part <laughs> you go through that trader puberty i guess you can say and the person just refused to do it because they 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 thought so much that they they were never at the point where you know they were waiting in for perfection for everything to be 100% right to trade it but not knowing the fact or understanding the fact that you're never going to get 100% right you may get closer you may get closer you may get closer but you're never going to have the perfect system you're always going to make trading mistakes human error like stuff like that happens we want to minimize it but stuff like that happens so it kind of makes perfect sense so all over the place with today's podcast but again these are the this is why i have the podcast so i can randomly hit the microphone button put it on talk and and spew whatever's on my mind at the time and, and hopefully it helps you as a trader if it does help you do me a favor leave me a rating and a review this is the best way you can uh, help the podcast grow consistently ranked in the top seven of trading podcasts out there i'd like to get top five top three if possible but i need your help to do it all right until next time plan your trade trade your plan take care haven't mentioned this in a while guys but if you're interested in coaching and mentorship and hanging out with a great community of traders make sure you check us out head over to www.tier1trading.com before you sign up i recommend taking the 14-day trial membership risk-free trial membership it gives you 14 days on the platform you can take some courses you can join some live sessions you can talk to the community and really kind of see what it's like before you make any type of commitment Best of all, it's risk-free, so there's no sneaky auto bill or anything like that. You simply lose access to the site once your two weeks are up. www.tier1trading.com, and I'll see you guys there.